AMA 50 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. This is the Midday Moments program. I'm your host, Gary Duncan. So nice to be with you today. It's time now for our moment in scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Gary. Good to be here with you today. Great to have you too. The chapters that we read was First Chronicles 1 through 17. What would you like to highlight this week? That's correct. Yeah, thanks, Gary. Uh, so as we get into First Chronicles and then into Second Chronicles, I think that our listeners will find that a lot of this uh, repeats itself from First and Second Kings. But we get some greater detail in some accounts. Some accounts we get a little less detail. Other accounts we get more detail in this retelling of what takes place among the kings and the prophets in Israel and Judah. So just sort of a, a heads up to our readers, who I hope are reading along with us in their own study of God's Word. I wanted to look especially, though, at uh, this account in chapter 13 of First Chronicles. In chapter 13, here we have this account where we see the Ark of the Covenant again. That's come up a few times already in our discussions uh, as we've gone through the Old Testament together thus far. And in this account, they're moving the Ark of the Covenant. So they're moving it back to Jerusalem. So David is the one who's overseeing this move. But while they're moving the ark, something happens. Uh, we hear this in verse uh, 9, uh, verses 9 and 10. It says, When they came to the threshing floor of Chid Chidon, Uzzah put his hand up to take hold of the ark, for the oxen stumbled. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he struck him down because he put out his hand to the ark, and he died there before God. And we hear that, and then we say, think that that's, well, that's pretty harsh. Um, here's this guy who simply is just trying to keep the Ark of the Covenant from falling, sticks up his hand, and God strikes the guy dead. Um, boy, that seems pretty rough. But we look a little more at the details of why this takes place. So first of all, uh, it says that the Ark fell when one of the oxen stumbled. So the way they're moving this Ark is that they put it on this cart, and it's being carried by oxen, pulled by oxen, and then it starts to fall off that cart. But how would God commanded the people to carry the Ark of the Covenant? Not on the back of a cart with oxen pulling it, but it had those rings that were built into the corners, and then it had special poles that were made that would slide through those rings, and the priests were the ones who were supposed to then carry that Ark of the Covenant wherever it went. And we see that happen time and again. When you say that, it reminds me of pallbearers in a way. Well, yeah, it's kind of that same image, isn't it, Gary? Yeah, this idea that, you know, when you are a pallbearer at a funeral, you have people that are lined up on either side, and there's there's a certain amount of reverence there, isn't it? I think that's kind of a, a neat thing when we have those pallbearers. Even to be asked to be a pallbearer, it's, a, it's an honor, uh, because you know that what's inside that casket is someone who's precious. That's a relative, or that's a good friend. And so those closest of relatives are usually the pallbearers, and it's a job you take seriously. So that's that's the same thing with the ark. It was meant to be carried. Yeah, I think that's a nice parallel, Gary. I, I don't think I'd thought of that before, but yeah, so the Ark of the Covenant is something that's special. What's contained inside of that ark is special. We think of the Ten Commandments, the jar of manna, Aaron's staff that butted those special things in the ark, and then they're handled in a special way. And so you have these priests that carry those poles wherever the ark goes. 
you know, when you're when you're a pallbearer at a funeral, I mean, it just wouldn't be it wouldn't feel right if you just kind of put the casket around on a cart or a you know on a go kart or something yeah. like that. You know, it's just or, or even oxen pulling the thing on a regular right. you know in a cart. No, it, when you take it, especially to the gravesite itself, um, yeah, you do it in this way of reverence and respect and. I, I like that parallel because here the Ark of the Covenant is being carried with reverence and with respect. And most importantly, this is the way that God commanded it they move. So if God tells you this is the way you should do something, you probably should do it that way, you know. And the people disregarded that in this move. And it ends in this guy's death. Uh, as tragic as it is, they weren't obeying the word of the Lord. They were doing things their own way, taking matters into their own hands, maybe even thought that, well, this way is a little more efficient. This way is better than what God said, and it ends in disaster. Uh, I think of, of our own lives, right, that there's so many times where God has instructed us to do things a certain way. I think of his law, the Ten Commandments. Uh, those are good things. Those are things that God has set up for out of love for us as a, a father in heaven who loves and cares for his children. He wants what's best for us. But sometimes we think, yeah, well, no, we, I, I could do it a little different than that. Or, you know, I know God says that do it this way, but hey, I, I'm going to do it my own way. And it ends in disaster. And ultimately, especially when it comes to our sins, it leads to death <laughs> uh, apart from Christ, apart from the forgiveness that's in him. Um, so I think that there, there's a warning here for us, certainly. Um, we, we go on. I want to read, just touch on a couple more points of the same account. Uh, we go on to uh, verse 14. It says that the ark of God remained then. And they basically stopped moving it when this took place. And it remained in the household of Obed-Edom in his house three months. And the Lord blessed the household of Obed-Edom and all that he had. So that's kind of interesting. The, the ark stops there for a while, kind of makes a pit stop here before it gets to Jerusalem. And God blesses the household of this man. Um, I, I think that's kind of interesting. So when the ark is handled correctly, yeah, there, there's blessing from the Lord. But when it's misused, oh boy, there's there's curses. There's even death in this case. Uh, and I think of, of the sacraments. I think of Holy Communion in particular, that the Lord's Supper is meant for our blessing. Uh, the bread, the wine, Jesus' body and blood present for us for forgiveness. That's what God wants it to be used for. But when we misuse it, when we misunderstand what's present there, uh, when we don't approach the Lord's table in faith, um, the Bible's clear. Paul writes about this in a number of places, that we can eat and drink even uh, to our harm. Uh, again, so this great gift God means to be for our help and our salvation, if we misuse it, it can be for our harm. And boy, I think there's a, some neat connections there between what happens with the ark and what happens even uh, in the Lord's Supper and Holy Communion. Yeah. And then at the very end, just to kind of wrap this up, Gary, the ark is finally brought to Jerusalem and with great rejoicing. And you see that David tries to do this in a worshipful way. Uh, chapter 15, verse 25, David and the elders of Israel and the commanders of thousands went to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord from the house of Obed-Edom with rejoicing. And because God helped the Levites who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, they sacrificed seven bulls and seven rams. David was clothed in a robe of fine linen, as were the Levites who were carrying the Ark, and the singers and the leaders of the musicians. 
Uh, so all Israel brought up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord with, with shouting, with the sound of the horn, trumpet cymbals, and made loud music and harps and lyres. So there's a great rejoicing now because this is a good thing. This is God's blessing. And I think it's interesting you have that uh, detail in verse 27. The Levites, so that priestly clan of Levi, the Levites were carrying the Ark. So it's not on a cart anymore. It's not oxen that are pulling it, but it's the Levites, uh, as God has commanded, are the ones that are carrying the Ark. They're doing it according to God's word, and the Lord, as we see, just blesses it. Blesses with celebration and rejoicing and that beautiful song of praise, of thanksgiving that David then sings out in verse, or excuse me, in chapter 16. Uh, so again, when things are done according to the Lord's will, there's blessing. Would you like to lead us in the prayer as we wrap up this segment? Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Gary. Heavenly Father, you give us such good gifts. Uh, Lord, help us to... Use well the gifts that you've blessed us with. Forgive us from the times that out of pride we thought that we perhaps know better than you, uh, that your word and your commands uh, may not be in our best interest when they certainly are. Lord, help us to especially use that gift of communion in a way that's pleasing in your sight, that with faith and in repentance we might receive your son's body and blood for our forgiveness and our salvation. We pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. What are we reading next week? Yeah, next week uh, we're reading through 1 Chronicles 18 through 1 Chronicles 29. So it's basically the rest of 1 Chronicles. Sounds good. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thanks very much, Gary. Talk to you later. Look forward to talking to you next week. We are the Messenger of Good News worldwide at KFUO.org. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. And, of course, our talk programs, including this segment, wherever you get your podcast, just search out KFUO Radio.